Up until now, the instructions in the hall regarding formal sitting meditation have been to give exclusive attention to a sitting breathing body, experiencing the breathing, the breath sensations, breath energy, wherever we feel them throughout the body. We're already sitting, we're breathing, we have the capacity to be awake, and we're just bringing those three together. If you find yourself struggling or scurrying about, trying to find sensations, it's a bit off. It's relaxed. We've learned to perhaps take stock of the body so it's upright and relaxed as we begin a sitting. If the body can be reasonably comfortable and steady, it's very helpful. If the spine is straight, it helps the breathing. Whatever helps the breathing helps the brain, helps us stay alert. And we've been encouraged, it's just a review, to learn the art of allowing, allowing the breath to unfold, to reveal itself exactly as it is, from one breath to another, from breath to breath, giving full care and attention to each in-breath as it emerges, happens, disappears. Perhaps a pause, you can still feel the body, or hear silence, and then an out-breath, what we call an out-breath, that energy, sensations, we feel that somewhere in the body, and so it goes. If you see that you're controlling the breath, just seeing that, in the seeing, it tends to smooth out. Little by little, we find ourselves not interfering with the breathing, but let, letting the breath do all the work. It knows what to do. And whatever the quality that a particular breath may have is fine. We're not trying to improve upon what we have, but rather to be with what's already here. And so sometimes Breath sensations are attractive. They can be very smooth, almost silken, and sometimes rough, jagged, pleasant, unpleasant, deep, shallow, and so forth. This is training in awareness and mindfulness and the fact that the qualities keep changing and the locale keeps changing. That's part of what we're learning. is how to remain alert and flexible. And related to this art of allowing, letting the breath happen rather than making it happen, 
is the art of receiving, simply being present and allowing the breath sensations that turn up in the body to be felt, to be experienced. As we sit and breathe, we allow everything else to just come and go. But if we get caught up in anything that's other than breath, very gently, as gracefully as possible, we ease back once again to the whole body sitting and breathing. Little by little, that helps us establish a very stable home ground, an anchor, from which to move into this next step of the condensed method of anapanasati, full awareness with breathing. In the second step, we're grounded in the, in the breathing. In this method, the breath accompanies us, but now it's no longer exclusive. Quite the contrary. In exploring breath sensations throughout the body, we've been developing and opening up to an expansive kind of awareness, attention, rather than a narrowing down, focusing. And now, complete that expanded quality of consciousness to include merely everything. So just sit and breathe. Loosen your grip on the breath, perhaps. The breath is always there. Its rhythm can be quite soothing to the body, to the mind. And now, now what? Now just sit without an agenda. Well, what do I attend to then? I have no idea. At this moment as I speak, your life is a certain way. Perhaps there's a mood that already has your attention or condition in the body. And your awareness is there as you breathe in and as you breathe out. It's synchronized the awareness, the breathing, and any other experience of the body, the mind, sounds. Nothing really left out. At the beginning, to head off possible problems, if I can, People will sometimes say, well, this feels like I'm trying to do two things at the same time. Not really. The, the breathing and the condition of the mind and the body are happening within the same time frame. It's only through thinking that we separate them. It's all happening at the same time. So the breath is there. It's recurrent. In, out, in, out. 
It's just that we're aware of it. Sometimes it may be more vivid and distinctive. For example, in my own case, having done years of breath awareness, very often it's naturally vivid. So if that's what's mostly making up the composition of the moment, then I'm just with it, of course. And then perhaps a mood comes up or a sound. Everything's welcome. So now the scope of attention is widened to be all-inclusive, global, panoramic. We do have the help of sitting and breathing. And in Anapanasati, the breath is featured as a, as a kind of anchor. It's always there. And so whatever is happening to you now, can you be mindful of it? And as you are, there's the breath happening alongside it. It's not that you have to make anything happen. What we're mindful of is to we're mindful of what's already here. And the same skills of allowing and of receiving, can we now transfer that art which we've begun to develop with the breathing? Only now what we're learning is to allow whatever consciousness throws up, whatever agenda life sets for us, for it to be fine. And that's the content of what we practice with, perfect materials to practice with. Why? What's so perfect about it? Because it's here. Whatever we encounter, that's our life in this moment. It'll be different for each person, and it'll be different for you from moment to moment, from breath to breath. Sometimes you may experience the breath as way off to the side and something else dominates the field of attention. Fine, then that's the way it is. Sometimes the mind may be very silent. Great, learn how to soak in the silence. Be sensitive, mindful, allow silence to do its job. It's a very, very, perhaps the most potent energy as part of human constitution that we don't value because we don't even know it has value. Inner silence, that is. And, when, and as we sit and breathe and attend, how can you miss that everything is coming and going? It's alive. It's a process. Everything's in flux. Even something may appear solid. If we attend to it and sustain that attention, we can see that it changes in location, intensity. It may disappear and then it's back again. Perhaps some, some energy in the body, perhaps a mood. 
and then it's gone and something else is next. Sometimes lots of little things, little bursts of energy fleeting through the mind, thoughts, coming and going, coming and going. Don't try to catch them with a butterfly net. Just be aware that thoughts happening. The main thing is don't get caught. Don't get caught up in the thinking. Then you're thinking. It's no longer, you're no longer on the <clears throat> Dharma path. You're in the path of the mind. You're caught up in the workings of the mind. The Dharma path is more and more living in the state of observation, of clear seeing. This seeing is not detachment. Sometimes people think that Vipassana is about detachment. To begin with, that may be so. As we learn a new skill, we may be somewhat removed from what we're attending to. But it's non-attachment, which is rather different. It's a kind of participant observation. You're intimate with your life as you stay awake to it at the same time. You're opening up to and receiving what's happening as you breathe in and as you breathe out. You could say the direction of the practice of Vipassana, because now we're practicing Vipassana, insight into, the, into impermanence, is our awareness continues our capacity to receive our own experience widens. Our capacity to receive our own experience widens and as we experience it with intimacy and without judging. There's no separation, but we're also not caught up in pushing away what we don't like and trying to hold on to what we do like. And should we find ourselves, as no doubt we will, or are at this moment, grasping at what's pleasant, then we see that. If we see ourselves pushing something away, resisting it, then we see that. Why? Because that's what's here. So nothing's left out. That's the power of having no agenda. We allow life to set the agenda as we sit and breathe. I should add, perhaps helpful for the remainder of the day for our practice, Most of the time, <clears throat> when you practice the breath with different, uh, in different Buddhist traditions, the breath is used just for the first phase that we practice for the first few days, as shamatha, calming the mind, steadying it. And then it's dropped as anything special, and then you might just sit as we are without an agenda and watch everything arise and pass away. Seeing the impermanence of all thoughts, of all images, of all moods, of all bodily conditions, sounds, smells, etc., quite naturally takes you to understand this notion of emptiness. You see that nothing is as substantial as we think it is. 
underscore think. So impermanence is a magnificent door into so many of the teachings of the Buddha, perhaps all of them. So some of you have been practicing a long time and you know that you're not drawn to using the breath throughout as a total method. And now you use it to calm down, to establish a certain samadhi, steadiness, equanimity, an evenness of mind, and you want to drop it, that's up to you. Those of you who want to try this method, then follow as suggested. And one last guideline. As the day unfolds, you may discover that as you, you, that the mind is reasonably calm, it doesn't have to be perfect, and you open it up to sit in what is sometimes called choiceless awareness, meaning, as we're using that term, not for or against what turns up, and with no agenda. There's a bit of an agenda, the breathing is there, but other than that, we haven't set for ourselves what we're supposed to attend to. Whether it's fleeting or whether it's something substantial and we not just notice it, but meet it with sustained attention. Sometimes we may find that as we do that, it's not working out too well. Maybe our calm and clarity is not working so well at this, in this particular sitting. Maybe shamatha or samadhi not developed enough yet, at least in that moment. How do we know? Well, the test is a simple one. It's pragmatic. Can you stay alert to a moving field of energy, a flow, objects coming and going? They're not really objects, but so to speak. If you see that you're getting lost and the mind starts analyzing a lot, psychologizing, figuring everything out, explaining it, starts to feel confused, there's not much clarity, that isn't a good use of our time. So just very gently return to just simply sitting and breathing, what we've been doing for the first three days. You may wish to finish up the session that way. It's good. It's useful. Perhaps sometimes all it takes is a few breaths, and once again the mind feels clear and settled, and you open the field of attention up. So it's moving back and forth between what we call samadhi and what we call panya, or wisdom, vipassana. Little by little, we're learning that art. It's like the right and left hand working together. Now, when we sit and breathe, in a sense, both are working at the same time. The breathing is calming us, soothing us. And the alert quality, to some degree developed, awakened when we gave exclusive attention to the breath, is now sustained with the support of the breath as we, as we watch everything arise and pass away. We, that's an insight, as you see, change. Here it is, now it's gone. 
here it is, now it's gone. Little by little, the implications of that arising and passing away start to sink into consciousness and you realize you're learning a very profound law of the universe internally as it affects your own mind and your own body. You begin to see the world much more as it is than how the mind has convinced you that it is. So sometimes it, that's, I think you could say that shamatha and vipassana are the same. They're working simultaneously at the same time. But as mentioned, if it gets too complicated and problematic, just go back to the simple in and out breath. And finally, some of us are very new to this. And should you spend most of your retreat building that foundation in breath awareness and just opening it up from time to time. It would not be a waste of your retreat. But I'd encourage you, everyone to at least get some experience of both calming and studying the mind and then getting to know yourself in all the diverse ways in which the heart empties itself of its own content and displays itself to you. True self-knowing, self-discovery. It's not thinking, it's seeing what's there. Having no agenda is an invitation for the mind and the body to begin to reveal itself. So they're sitting, breathing, and knowing. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.